this is episode zero about me and where my journey has led. Hello and welcome to the Make Money with Massage podcast, where we show you strategies to successfully market and promote your massage business. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. In this episode, I'd like to introduce myself and share a bit of my journey just so you can get a feel of where I'm coming from. And I'm sure you will soon find that my trials and tribulations when it came to building a successful massage business are probably no different to many. Most of the massage therapists that I speak to, my friends and my colleagues, all share very, very similar experiences, very similar frustrations when it comes to building a sustainable, high-volume massage business. But before we get into my story, I'd just like to share a couple of things with you that you may be interested in. Firstly, I have a 15-page free report that goes through five of the most common marketing mistakes that can really be hurting your massage business. And you can pick up your free copy at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash massage marketing mistakes. That's makemoneywithmassage.com slash massage marketing mistakes. And I also offer a complimentary, no obligation, no strings attached, 20-minute coaching session where we can get onto a Skype call and we can talk about your most pressing issues, your, your number one biggest challenge when it comes to marketing and promoting your massage business to help you get back on track. And if you would like to take advantage of this complimentary coaching service, you can go to makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash coaching and book yourself in for a free coaching session. Now, I would really like to hear from you. I'd like to know what you want to learn about massage marketing. I would like to hear from you what you have tried, what's worked and what hasn't worked. So please, if you want to get in contact with me, shoot me an email at tim at makemoneywithmassage.com. That's tim at makemoneywithmassage.com. Now, the show notes for this episode will be at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash zero zero zero. That's makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash zero zero zero. Okay, so with all that out of the way, let's get on with my story. So I was introduced to massage through a sports club. My son was playing Aussie Rules football at the ripe old age of five, and I got involved as a proactive dad. I got involved with the massage and the sports injury side of things because I always had an interest in that area. Previous to that, I had worked for a number of years as a software design engineer, as a business consultant, and I had just been made redundant from a company that I contracted to in the United States, and I was looking for a bit of a change. Earlier on, I had actually studied herbalism, so I'd always had an interest in natural health, but decided not to practice as a herbalist because my friends and family told me that the herbs didn't taste great, and I thought, well, if my friends and family aren't going to take this stuff nor a general public, and I'm just going to get really, really frustrated. So I was introduced to massage through a sports trainer at the local football club, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I decided that I would go on and study it formally. And that was 2003. 
So in 2003, I started out doing my certificate four, which is what we were required to do at that time in Australia as a prerequisite qualification to go into remedial massage because it was always my plan to go on to remedial massage and to ultimately work with elite teams. So midway through 2003, I enrolled and I started my basic massage. So that was my Swedish massage and reflexology and basic anatomy and physiology and all those things that we do as part of certificate four. And part of that training was a business management module. And and as that, we had to make up a business plan. And in that business plan, we had to make up, design our business cards. We had to design brochures and everything else. And none of us had any idea about what we were doing. After all, we weren't even in the industry yet. What we were supposed to put in our business cards, what we were supposed to put in our flyers, we had no idea. So you know what we did? We walked around to all the massage clinics in the area and we took the business cards and the and the promotional flyers and everything else, everything we could find, and then we just borrowed very, very strongly from what material we had gathered because we were under the assumption that if this massage clinic was in business, then their promotional material must be working. So we will just copy that. And then we just all borrowed from each other's content. So out of the class of how many there were, 20 or whatever, we were all just borrowing this marketing information from other sources that we had borrowed it from. So as you can see, we had no idea. We, we didn't actually, actually ask the person who owned that massage clinic or owned that massage business whether their promotion was working, whether they were busy, whether they were making a living. We just assumed this is what was on all the cards. It was a very, very common theme. And the common theme was basically list your qualification and whether you did anything special. So saying if you were a remedial massage therapist, you would just say, Joe Blow, remedial massage therapist, or Mary Jones, relaxation massage. But there wasn't anything outside of that. Now, there, now there might have been now, a, a few things like you might now some people might have said relaxation massage, reflexology, sports massage. But once again, all they were doing is that they were just listing the techniques and the styles of the actual services they were providing. They actually nowhere, anywhere in any of the documentation did they actually talk about the benefit to the end client in terms of the end client would actually get excited about. Even in the brochures that we were looked at, when, when it was discussing the benefits of massage, it was in a very, very detached way saying no research has shown that massage is beneficial for stress reduction. It does this, it does this, it moves this here, it moves that there. But it didn't actually turn around and say to the client, if you've got this problem, this is the solution. And I really don't think anything has changed over the last 12 years since I was in college and doing that business plan. Because quite frankly, all I see on massage business cards is the same format, listing the qualification and a style. Oh yes, I do shiatsu, I do Thai massage, I do Bowen. That is great. As a massage therapist, I can look at that card and go, oh yeah, I understand what you do. I don't know how you apply it, I don't know how good you are, I don't know your results, but at least I know the styles that you do. But what about the poor person from the general community who's never studied massage, who has never even had a massage before, and they look at this and they go, well, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't, is this going to work for me? I've got no idea. 
Now, what is Bowen? What is Thai? Now, what is Hot Rock? You see, when the majority of massage therapists are getting their promotion material together, they're talking as if they're talking to other massage therapists, not a potential client. But I will cover this and how you can avoid it in more detail in future episodes. But I just wanted to sort of touch on that because that was the basis. That's, that's, that's what we were equipped with to go out into the big wide world. And even when we went on to do our remedial studies in the next year, we didn't sort of go back and do any more of the business side of things. And so we were just set out there with what we had and what we had copied from others. Now, just before I graduated, my son got very ill. In fact, he he got cancer. And so that interrupted the, the final couple of months of my studies. And obviously, I didn't go rushing out into the world as a massage therapist upon graduation. I'm really pleased to say that my boy is going really, really well now. He's almost 20 years old. He's had cancer twice. He's beaten it. He's a very strong lad. But that, that was just a trial that we had to go through. But anyway, so I was doing a little bit of massage work here and there, but I had also gone back to do some contract programming work because that was something that I could do while I was sitting at hospital next to my boy. And so I really wasn't deep into massage straight after graduation. I said one day to one of my old teachers that you no, know, we were we were big fans of the Brisbane Lions and my son was a massive fan of the Brisbane Lions and we actually organised through my teacher because he knew the guy who organised the massage for the Lions to get my son's favourite player in to visit him when he was in hospital. Well, one thing led, led to another and I got an introduction to the guy who organised the massage for the Lions. I got invited to give him a sample massage and I actually got on to the massage crew. And so around about May 2005, I actually started on the Brisbane Lions massage team, which was quite extraordinary for me because that was actually on my long-term list. Like you know, my short-term goals, my mid-range goals and my long-term goals. Well, up there in my long-term goals, looking about five years out, was a gig with the Brisbane Lions because I honestly thought that to work with athletes of that level, they would expect you to be top of your game. They would expect the best of the best to be in there. But what I've found through working in elite sport, that that isn't always the case. So anyway, I had the privilege of working on the massage crew. We went up there two days a week and we and we massaged the players. There was a squad of about 48 players and eight therapists split the work. And working in that environment was absolutely amazing to pick up new skills. Because as you know, when you leave college, you've got the basics, but your real learning actually happens when you're out in the real world. So in that room with seven other therapists around you, and you can watch what the other therapists were doing, and you could pick up things, and you could try things. And all of a sudden, you were finding what was working and what wasn't working, and your style became quite unique. You you started to put different techniques together in, in, in different orders to produce different results and to produce great results. So I was on that team for four years and I left straight from there and went on to another AFL team called the Gold Coast Suns, which was just starting up. So I was with the Gold Coast Suns from the day one and I was really, really privileged to be in that position and to be their head trainer and their senior soft tissue therapist. So I was in charge of the trainers and the massage therapists and training them up and and upskilling them and everything else. 
But apart from that, I was in the unique position to be working side by side with some of the, the best physical therapists in the country. Some of the, no, the, the physiotherapists had worked at very high levels at Olympics and Commonwealth Games and national teams. And I was working side by side with them and they were very keen to show me techniques. And once again, my tool, toolkit, my, my technique toolkit really grew. And I developed a style and a system of applying those techniques that brought about very, very good results. So ultimately, my massage techniques and outcomes were rated very highly, both by the players and by the staff of the, of the club. During my time at the Suns, I also studied advanced dry needling techniques. And so I became a real specialist in pain and injury management. So when I left working in the team environment full-time, I was really, really well-equipped as far as skill and technique was concerned. What I wasn't equipped for was business management and business building because I had been in an environment where I didn't have to worry about getting finding clients. I didn't have to worry about running a business because my clients were there. They just turned up at training every day. I had 50 players to look after, and that was it. So... I then went into a clinic situation and I found it really difficult. I must admit, I was really, really struggling. To be honest with you, one of my biggest struggles was putting somebody onto a treatment plan because, you know, they'd come in and they'd say, well, you know, I've been going to that bloke down the road and he had me back every week and it's costing me so much money and he did absolutely nothing. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of money, blah, blah, blah. And when you greeted that way by a client, it really puts you on the back foot and you're going, oh, goodness gracious, how am I going to tell this client that, well, he's not going to get anything from one treatment, that he does have to come back? So I was I was really loath to put them onto a treatment plan and ask them back. And that's probably one of my major reasons why my business was failing because I had to always find new clients. And I, I used to blame everything. I used to blame the fact that my technique and style was in this void because I was so good at managing injuries and people didn't need many treatments and they were fixed and they wouldn't, they'd only come and see me when they were hurt and then they didn't see me again for a couple of years. I was blaming everything. I was, I was blaming the competition. I was blaming the economy. I was blaming the location of the clinic. I was blaming everything but myself. I spent some time teaching massage and at one point I opened up a clinic attached to the college that I was teaching at and the person there sort of said, you know, to build your to build your business, you've got to discount heavily and you've got to discount heavily for at least 18 months. And she was really pushing me because yeah, she had invested a lot of money, probably about, uh, I don't know, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to purchase this property and to renovate it and everything else. And she wanted a return on her investment sooner rather than later. So she was really pushing for my clinic to take off because she was obviously getting a, a cut from my earnings. And so what I found is that when I was greatly reducing my fees, my waiting room would be really full. But on the days that I wasn't offering discount massage, I was very, very quiet. And one day she came to me and said, Tim, you're a great massage therapist, but you're a lousy businessman, you're a hopeless marketer, and it's just going to be your lot in life just to be working for somebody else. Like that's just that's just what happens in life, Tim. You know, some people they're born to be business people, they're born to be entrepreneurs, and some people they're just born to work for other people. They're born to be, you know, the worker bees. And that was like a knife going through my heart. 
and I knew that I had to change something there. The point is I had to walk away from that clinic because my clients at that clinic developed a discount mentality. And so if I wasn't running a discount, they weren't coming and I couldn't see that after 18 months they were magically going to start to pay full price. So I walked away. Now recently I started another clinic and that is going really well. And the techniques and strategies that I use for marketing that is what I'm going to share with you in my training material in this podcast, future episodes, etc. I just wanted to take you through a bit of my background because to be honest with you, I was confused and frustrated. My friends and family just couldn't work out why I wasn't booked. Everybody was saying what how great my treatments were, but I was starving. I, I could barely pay the rent. But the change came about when I changed. Nothing else has changed. Like, you know, now my my business is booming. I've got more massage than I can handle. But the economy hasn't changed. My competition hasn't changed. My skills haven't changed. My attitude has changed. The way I speak to my clients has changed. My level of confidence and authority when I speak to my clients has changed. My clients come and see me when they need to see me or when I need to see them as part of their treatment plan and they are happy because they know that they are getting a result. They know there is a plan in place. They know I'm not going to rip them off. They know that if we're not going to get the result or that they're going to be reassessed along the way and we may have to refer them on to other modalities to assist if we don't get the result that we want in the time frame that we want. So it's a matter of being honest. It's a matter of building up that trust and that rapport with your clients. But anyway, this is what I just wanted to to share with you that even though I had exposure to all this wonderful training and saying like working in elite sports and working with these very, very talented people who just showed me so much and I, I came out into the private practice armed with all this great knowledge, but I didn't have the confidence to communicate clearly and honestly with my clients to say, no, this is your treatment plan. If you're going to get a result, this is what you need to do. And if you don't do it, then it's your problem. So see, we all have these struggles and frustrations. So it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter your level of training. There are plenty of clients out there for everybody, and you have just got to have the confidence and the know-how to connect and bring them in and keep them in your clinic. Now, I'm sure you're sitting back there and saying, wow, you know, that story probably isn't too far different from my own. Now, I've got the skill, this training, I've gone off, I've, I've learned all these wonderful skills, I'm really good at applying them, but I just have trouble getting clients and I have trouble having clients coming and seeing me when they need to and saying it's a very, very common problem. And the majority of it is in your mindset and in your confidence and your approach. And the other part of it is in your marketing. And we're going to be discussing both of those in future episodes. So once again, the show notes for this particular episode can be found at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash zero zero zero. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and found the information interesting, please take the time, pop across to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. And if you leave a five-star review, shoot me an email at tim at makemoneywithmassage.com and I'll give you a shout out on the show. Just send me 
a message saying that you've left a review and what country you're from, and I'll give you a shout-out. Now, please, the more people who leave reviews, the higher the show gets ranked. The higher the show gets ranked, the more people get to see it and the more people I can help. So your reviews really go a long way to helping many others. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. I really do appreciate it. I know we live in a very busy world. We're all busy people and we've got so much going on around us vying for our attention. So the simple fact you you took the time to sit down and listen to me, I really do appreciate it. And until next time, you take care.